Hey everybody, in today's episode, I am doing a 12-team points league mock draft with 11 of the biggest beauties you'll ever find. I don't want to waste any time. It's business time. You know, time is money. Let's get to biz. This is Apples and Genos. You are listening to Cream of the Crop. Another mock draft. Oh my God. This is Cream of the Crop, a fantasy hockey podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Blake Creamer. Please follow me over on X at Blake Creamer AG. You get your biscuits over there, all right? We're having a super time on X. Also, Apples and Genos has a Discord. You got to click the link in the description and you can get in there. Uh, we've still got some best ball leagues that are running right now. So if you got that draft itch, you can get in there and scratch it. Right. All right. And uh, for this episode here, I've got my boy, a beauty, a fantasy legend, Josh Hutchinson from the A&G crew. Buddy, how you doing? Thanks for joining me. Hell yeah, man. I'm doing great. I'm, I'm ready to, to, to do some mocking. Oh, yeah. Hell to the yeah. We love mock drafts over here at Apples and Genos. Um, yeah. So, buddy, yeah, I've got uh, Josh here to help me hammer out this mock. It's going to be good. That sounds weird, but we're going to go with it. Um, I basically, you know what? I just want to see how Josh drafts so I can use it against him in some of the leagues <laughs> that we're in together. That's sort of the thought here. That's uh, so that's nice. Buddy, you drafting anywhere right now? You got any like slow drafts going? Or I do. Yeah, I'm actually in two dynasty startups. Uh, I nice. uh, am trying to, I'm trying to get more experience in in competitive dynasty, just because I don't have a ton of experience in that, and I'm a commissioner of of our <laughs> listener league, so I, I need to to kind of gauge more. Don't tell them that, Josh. Yeah, yeah I know, yeah. I know. But uh, I. I'm in actually the Dauber Prospects report. Uh, uh, I'm in a dynasty league through that. And then also uh, the tier dynasty through fantasy hockey life. I started in that uh, just at at the bottom tier. So I'm doing a a startup there. So uh, I've been drafted like crazy. I love it, buddy. Me too. I haven't seen you in any of the the best ball drafts. Yeah, once you're not into those. After I saw, so I was in the first, uh, three of the first four, and then after that, I I, I was in like fully in on these dynasty startups. So I was like, okay, I'm going to dial back the best balls at this point. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes total sense. All right. But we can't uh, continue with the pleasantries here, buddy. We got to get the business. We got a mock draft here. So this right here is going to be, we did a cats league uh, draft. I did a mock draft there. Thank you everyone who watched that on YouTube. We have a YouTube here at Apple's Genos as well. So check that out. And uh, yeah, we'll be posting this on YouTube again and as a podcast episode. So definitely check that out today. We're doing a 12 team points league mock draft all right so it's a little bit different um to me points leagues are a little less nuanced than category leagues i think they're they're a bit more basic in a fun way uh so i I like points leagues as well let me tell you about the scoring really quick so it's going to be cupful uh the keeping carlson ultimate fantasy hockey league scoring but i did add power play points because we gotta have some power play points in there all right so uh just for everybody's reference goals 4.5 points assists three blocks 0.5 hits 0.25 power play points one shots on goal 0.5 and then shorthanded points 1.5 and uh with the cup full goalie scoring so it's three points for a shutout three points for a win 0.3 for every save and 1.5 off 
for every goal allowed. Okay. That's how we do. We got to have some power play points in there. Uh, it's my only complaint really with a couple scoring. You know, I want, uh, you know, I, I like power play points. I don't know, Josh, where are you at with that? Do you like the power play points in there? Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. Um, I, 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 in terms of kickoffful scoring, I, I, I do kind of understand why they don't uh, do power play points just because um, it maybe overpowers uh, some of the, the, the top tier players. Um, but I right. mean, not, not by much. It's uh, like you're only really adding an extra point here and there. So, so I could see the argument for both sides. Yeah. That's right. We got to get these units in there, these power play beauties. All right. So simple stuff here. We're going to do 18 rounds again, 14 active roster spots with four reserves. We're looking at two centers, two right wings, two left wings, four defensemen, two utility spots or skater spots, and two goalies. Josh is going to be drafting out of the two spot, and I'm in the 11 spot, and it's a snake draft. All right. We're doing that. And let me tell you about these beauties that are in here. We got 45 seconds to the start. We're, we're cutting it close, but we're going to do it. The creamy beefers ride again. All right. I'm at number 11. Let's look at some of these beauties. We got Craig or AG. That's the Apples and Geno's beauty. Craig at number one. Josh at number two. Reese's Pieces at number three. No regretskis except for that name. That's fine. Number five, I've got a <laughs> raging booner. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know what he's trying to get at there. That That's fine. Get your fill up at six. Nick Saucer at seven. Uh, Ibe Kafoda at eight. We're going to call you that. Rich at nine. Optic Yami at 10. Myself at 11. And then Kings, the Kingslayer at 12. All right. And we got eight seconds to start here. Who do you think Craig is going to take at number one, Josh? Oh, what, what, where are you at? I don't know, man. I, I think the, the better question here. Is well, I don't know. I think I think Craig's a Craig's a big Leafs fan. I don't know. Is he going to Galaxy Brain and go Austin Matthews here? I'm not. Oh, maybe just go way off the board. That would be pretty crazy. Yeah, I guess Austin Matthews is way off the board. Last year, if you if it wasn't that crazy to pick Austin Matthews first overall, um, I, I I've done it before. I've I gotten cute. Yeah, like I got McKinnon instead of uh, McDavid at one one time. Be fair. Lost my league by like five fantasy points. Oh my, ridiculous. Gosh. There you go. All right, McDavid would have yeah, been the been the difference there. Yeah, it's it's very sad. Oh, Craig, there we go. Craig, I feel okay, like that so took you way too long. That was about thirty seconds of, of thinking. Um, so so I've got the number two here. Um, this is actually this is the highest I've drafted in any of the drafts so far. Mocks, best balls, anything. Um, and this is a pretty hard decision because you got McKinnon, you got Drysital. I think those are definitely you could argue either guy here. Uh, for me, I like the peripheral floor of Nate McKinnon. Um, even though Dreisaitl's point totals are probably going to be slightly higher. Um, I like Nate McKinnon at two just because he's a soggy boy. Soggy boy. And I'm locking in McKinnon. Reese's Pieces takes Matthews. Interesting. Yeah, I I like Matthews at three. I mean, I do put a a premium on goals in Cats Leagues and Points Mm -hmm. Leagues, right? So, I mean, Matthews there. I don't know. How do you leave Dreisaitl on the board with power play points? so hard. like a points league, I think dry settle, even dry settle. I probably go dry settle over McKinnon, but it's potato potato. Yeah. Right. Um, so we got uh, Rantanen goes at five to Raging Booner. Uh, do, you, do you remember? Do you ever watch the show Growing Pains, Josh? <laughs> you know, it's a little way before your time. A but, little bit. Uh, there's a character, Mike Seaver, his best friend's name, Boner. <laughs> that was his best friend's name. His name was was boner boner stabone and that was his last name and they called him boner so i want that to be my official nickname moving forward uh book it let's do that i'm blake boner creamer <laughs> all right I'll, I'll hold you to that 
<laughs> yeah, thanks. No, that's official. Um, so Rantanen goes at five. Uh, Pasta goes at six. That's pretty late for Pasta, in my late. opinion. We got some interesting stuff here uh, already at six. So is there anything, Josh, that you do in points leagues, like any strategies you like to employ kind of right off right off the hop? Um, I think it, it really depends on where I fall in the draft. I think uh, I do like to go def- defense heavy fairly early um probably not inside the first round but but even sometimes second third fourth round I'm, I'm picking um i'm picking defensemen just because there is such a drop off in uh in the amount of points that that defensemen get after a certain point like once you get past the power play quarterbacks there's not a lot of points to go around there so i like kind of shoring up my defense early and then it's a lot easier to to um to get comparable forwards um a little bit later um, that are, there's not like as much of a drop off between between forwards past the fourth fifth round uh, as there are defensemen. So yeah, so it's kind of like a value over replacement for pretty you much for defensemen. Yeah, yeah, I, I like it though. Although I've noticed so many good defensemen later on in in, yep. in drafts, like it's and when I was doing my defenseman episode for for cream of the crop, like every defenseman I was was coming out to like sixty five to seventy points. I was like, what the hell is this? You know, um, so it, I, I don't know. I like defensemen here. Uh, it's an interesting strategy for sure. And I don't, I don't think it's ever a bad one to, to load up on deep early. Let's just uh, go here. So uh, Nick Saucer took Kale McCarr at seven. That's a little early, but it, you know, I don't think you're ever going to be upset with that. Just like we talked about yep. value over there replacement. There you go. Clearly the best. Um, Kachuk goes at eight. And then Jack Hughes at nine. That stinks. Number 10, Kucherov. I was not even paying attention. So I got to take a look here. What are we doing? I think I got to go J-Rob here at 11. Yeah. That makes total sense. I'm not messing around. I support that pick for sure. Kucherov is interesting at 10. Um, I've seen a number of drafts where he's going like well into the second round this year. So he's a guy that I think you could get a really good value this year, even though he had a fantastic year last year. There's just so many top end guys now. There's so many guys that have a hundred point potential at this point. Offense has gone, uh, has just gone completely bonkers. Um, in the in the and yeah, I don't know. I, I, I there's so many guys you could take in this range. Speaking of that, Kachuk and Thompson at the turn for King Slayer. Uh, that turn spot pretty sick man you can end up with some beauties there um one thing i like to do is is kind of to your point i like to get a d early in my second or third pick mm-hmm. so while i still got roman yossi out here i'm gonna take a ride on with this man yeah. i think he's getting faded a little bit this season mm-hmm. and, and it just doesn't make any sense to me i think he's 70 points he's gonna get all the minutes he's gonna he's gonna be doing everything on that team and they're gonna be better right they, yeah. th- people forget nashville almost made the playoffs last year with with what they had, yeah, I know, and and Yossi, uh, Yossi had a great point pace. Um, even though, uh, I mean, even though almost everyone regressed on that team, I so I actually, um, in the tier dynasty that I talked about through fantasy hockey life, um, their point system is basically a cupful, but then they overpower defensemen uh, in terms of points. So their uh, their defensemen goals are worth six points and assists are worth four so that actually makes oh, wow. defense super valuable early in the draft so i actually took yossi at uh pick seven uh in the first round in that in that uh in that draft uh right after kale mccarr i was i was hoping to get mccarr at seven but uh someone else had the same strategy i i did so um yeah i went really defense heavy in that league 
Yeah, there's so many different type of leagues, like so many individual like scoring styles, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, while, while you're you're getting your pick ready here, I'm going to give a recap of the second round here. So Thompson went uh, the first pick of the second round, then I took Yossi, then Kaprasov went next. Elias Pedersen, who's actually trending towards a first rounder here now in ADPs. That's kind of, that's interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know he got 100 points last year, but I, yeah, I think he... he it's sustainable. I don't know about 100, but 90 to 100. I definitely like him for that. Ovechkin goes after that. Marner goes after that to Nick Saucer. Rasmus Dahlin goes to get your fill-up. And Raging Booner takes Timmy Stutes. Beautiful pick, my man. Um, so, yeah. What, where, what are you thinking here, Josh? So, you're, you're coming up. So, you got two picks to yours. Um, you got Soggy Boy, Nate McKinnon. Yes. What do you think? Who are you going to pair with him? Right now, I'm, I'm really feeling uh, defense like I mentioned Dougie Hamilton's on the board right now. I'm 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 hoping that Reese's Pieces doesn't snipe me. He takes Barkov, so I'm gonna go Dougie Hamilton here. And honestly, I may teach me how to Dougie. <laughs> that's right. I may even go defense again with my next pick, depending on how this turn goes for Kreger. Hmm. Don't hoard all the D. All right, don't do that. I, all right. Actually, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I have no problem with hoarding D. Yeah, all right. It's, <laughs> let's be open-minded. Um, you know what's an interesting pick here? Uh, Timo Meyer goes um, the ninth pick of the second round. To me, in a points league, that's a little bit high. That that doesn't make as much sense to me anymore. Yes. Um, so I don't know. What's your thought? There? I agree. Yeah, I think that ice time is going to decrease. Um, the shots are, I mean, I, I imagine his, his overall totals uh, and his peripheral floor is actually going to go down. Um, mm. I, I think he'll still be a really solid player, but yeah, I agree. I think second round is a little sketchy for Timo Meyer at this point, especially yeah, in a points league for sure. Uh, Bangers Cats is a different story, but oh my, okay. So I'll let you get your pick going here, Josh. All right. Um, yeah, Miller and Heiskanen go to Craig there on the turn. So now Josh is up. He's got McKinnon and Hamilton. Yeah. What's he gonna There's do? There's a number of ways I could go. There's still a lot of really good top end D here. I would have really liked Miro Heiskinen. Um, we got Carlson still there. We got Morrissey, Mikhail Sergachev, Adam Fox. But I think what I'm gonna do is reach a little bit and go Evan Bouchard. I think it's totally nice. worth it. I, I I feel like Bouchard is really going to pop this year on that top power play. Uh, I haven't been able to get a lot of Edmonton Oilers early in the draft uh, in any of my drafts. So I, I feel like it's almost you almost need to reach to get one of those top power play guys in Edmonton. So I'm going to I'm going to do that right now. Yeah. And I feel like Bouchard is not a reach. I mean, it's it's a little bit risky. It's a little bit risky, bisky, but it's a very calculated risk. And, um, you know, he's who's going to take power play one in Edmonton? It's going to be Evan Bouchard. I think his floor is 60. Yeah. So 60 points for a defenseman with very good perifs. Like, not that, I mean, we have like minor banger waiting here in this league, but, you know, Evan Bouchard's a great pick, I think makes total sense at that point. After Evan Bouchard goes William Nylander, then Mika Zibanejad, Kyle Connor. Are you Kyle Connor? And then uh, Steven Stamkos goes after that. I got to, yeah, maybe you can talk about some of those picks. I'm going to try and sort out what I'm doing. Yeah, I've been, I've been seeing Nylander going pretty consistently in the second round uh, in, in a lot of the drafts that I've seen, which is surprising to me. Um, I think that based on his production last year, he's close to that. But uh, the fact that he, I think his fan tracks ADP is just really, really high. Um, so people are kind of taking him there. But I'm not sure. I love William Nylander, but I like him at value. I think third round, early third round here makes a little bit more sense to me. 
Um, do you think uh, Nylander gets traded this season? I don't know, man. That's a that's a good question. I I I, I mean, Matthews got the extension. Um, by all accounts, it sounds like Nylander wants a lot of money, and honestly, I don't really blame him. Like he kind of got the raw end of the deal on the previous contracts. Like Marner, Matthews, Tavares, they didn't take any haircuts. Uh, and Nylander <laughs> got way underpaid. Like he was paid significantly less than them. So it feels like he kind of deserves to get paid at this point, but I just don't think that they can afford him. So it may have to happen. Yep. No, that makes sense. It's it's too bad. Although I liked the interview I heard from him. Oh, Rupa Hints. Uh, that's terrible. I was actually looking at Rupa Hints oh, a little shoot. bit of a reach. So Rich, buddy, what are you doing? You're on notice, buddy. All right, Rich, that's that's not how we do it here. I right? don't stop my players, please. Oh God. All right. Now I'm, now I'm flailing. All right. Um, let me see. You know, I like um, getting a left winger and a D to start because I found like close to the top of the draft there, top of the order, you're getting a lot of centers, right? Yep. So I've got left wing D here. I feel safe to take a center if I need to. Unfortunately, like the only one I like is, Oh God, Braden point, which I do like, but I don't know if I like him in the third round, Braden point. Come on. Um, you know what? I might have to go with a defenseman here. Ah, this is terrible. <laughs> 46, 37. Okay, you know what? I'm going to reach a little bit. What am I talking about? I'm, I'm taking Eric Carlson. This is a guy I don't draft a ton here, but like, I mean, I just projected him out for 75 points. Yeah. I mean, if he plays 82 games, 75 points, that's insane. Oh, I like Quinn Hughes there. Quinn Hughes goes right after. I was looking at him, but his ADP was something like 50. So, all right, I got to with the power play. Know, what do you think with the power play points? I think Eric Carlson is a pretty safe, safe pick uh, late third round. I think that's really nice. It's just he's been he's been going earlier than that. So, um, but yeah, I, I like Carlson where you got him. Who, who who you got next here, Blake? Yeah, this is interesting. Well, first Quinn Hughes. I like that pick for Kingslayer. Most cider in the fourth round. No, this is a points in league, a points my man. League, that's ah, tough. that's that's. That's going to hurt. I think that's going to hurt you because I'm not even sure he gets power play one there in Detroit, right? And that's, you know, we kind of need power play one. Like, you still had Montour on the table, all those guys. So, Kingslayer, you have been slain. All right. Um, oh, dang. You know, oh, I'm going to take my boy, the bread man, Artemi Panarin, that points league beauty in the fourth. Yes, please. Yeah, man. All right. This man's on, he's on the hook for like 100 points potentially, right? A great team. Panarin, I love it. Shaved his head. He's looking streamlined. I think it's a, I think it's a nice pick here in the points league. Yeah, he's he's always near the top of the league in power play points as well. Uh, and that Rangers power play is 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 pretty great. So, uh, yeah, I like that pick at that, at that point. Panarin's a guy that I don't end up getting. I feel like someone always picks him before I do. You love Panarin though. You're, you're a big Panarin guy. You know, I don't love him, but like... He falls to me at value at times. And fourth round Panarin, that's value <laughs> to me in a points league. Like, damn, what am I supposed to do? Like, you know, you're looking at Tavares, which, you know, he's going to fall off eventually. Nugent Hopkins is up here. Like, we know what he's not going to be able to do that. Um, you know, Evgeny Malkin, yeah, no. Like, oh, I got my ADPs all messed up. There we go. Yeah, I was going to um, say Malkin's, yeah, Malkin's uh, ADP is pretty yeah, low. No. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't take Malkin in the fourth round. Definitely but, not. You know, he's probably going to do pretty good i don't know um so let's see so uh all right let me let me recap here so rich took rupe hints that's not not my favorite thing jake gensel went um right before i picked eric carlson and then quinn hughes goes to the king slayer and then mo cider he went to the old mill and he picked up some cider 
And, you know, hopefully he has a nice time with that. Uh, I got Panarin on the rebound. Braden Point goes. That's great value for Braden Point in a, in a points league, I think. Fourth round, Braden Point. Kevin Fiala goes next. And we're going here. Uh, John Carlson gets picked up as well. I, what, what do you think about John Carlson in Washington this season? Do you think he's at all, you know, going to like his power play one time, maybe in flux, like with Rasmus Sandin there? No, I absolutely don't think so. I've watched Sandin for quite a few years. And I think, I mean, not that he's going really high in drafts, but I think he's maybe slightly overrated. I, I, I know that he's he's finally getting a... Uh, at least in the fantasy hockey community, he's overrated. I don't. I don't think he's actually an overrated player. Um, oh my! I'm up. For, I'm up to pick here. Um, oh, there you go. You make your picks here. Um, yeah, you go ahead. Talk it out. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. I know you were. You faded J- JT here. I, I. I feel like I'm getting Tavares in every single draft that I've that I've I've done basically. But this is four pick eleven in round four. I gotta go Tavares here. Like. This guy's a point per ridiculous game guy. Floor on this man. Yeah, like, he's ridiculous floor. He's a he's a point per game guy every year. DeBrincat was the other guy I was going to. I was I was tossing around. I really like him. Yeah, I've been getting him in a lot of leagues too. Um, Krager takes DeBrincat and Sergachev at the turn. I like Sergachev a lot as well. This is tough. How about the Sergachev Edmund uh, uh, debate? Actually, I'll 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 let you get on that after you make your pick. Here. Yeah, this is uh this is a tough choice at this point. I, I I'm feeling got 40 seconds. There's a lot of different ways I could go with this. Um, I'm feeling like I could go D again. I'm not the biggest You're looking fan. Pretty solid already. I'm not the biggest fan of the wingers that are here at this point. I think I'm gonna go. Oh man, but I'm not a big fan of the D so high. I think I'm gonna go Johnny Gaudreau. Johnson Gaudreau. Johnny oh, I love it. Yeah. I, I I just think <laughs> that he's gonna have a huge bounce back here. Like the fact that he's still got almost a point per game on a team that had literally no one all year. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of that. I, I just think he's going to have a big bounce back this year. Yep. No, I, I love that. Um, Johnny Gaudreau, great in points leagues. He's going to go a lot later in category leagues. No question about that, but yeah. Um, so just to recap there, Sergachev goes first pick of the fifth round. Josh took Johnny Gaudreau. Sveshnikov goes next. I think that's a good pick. I think he's going to get 70 points. Obviously he's, he's higher ranked in the cats league, but you know, he's getting that power play time. I think eventually Rod Brindamore is going to have to start feeding this man some minutes, like legit number one minutes. I like to think that. I don't know. Am I crazy or what? No, you're not crazy. He's, he is such an amazing player. It's just, he's, he's so capped by this, this Carolina Hurricanes team. And speaking of the Hurricanes, Sebastian Ajo goes next. I like Ajo in the fifth round. I I feel like he often goes higher than this and I'm not a big fan of that, but Ajo in the fifth round seems reasonable to me. Yeah, safest safest pick on in Carolina, in my opinion. And look at this raging Booner. He's going he he's going all G. I don't know if we can condone that, my man. All nice. right, Boone Jenner wouldn't do that. He would go zero G. So he's got Shesterkin and Saros now. So he's locking that up. Yeah, that's crazy. Got a raging Booner for G's. Mike Seaver's best friend's name was Boner. <laughs> that's ah, I'm sorry. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's i'm a child that's, that's that even is, as a kid i'm like boner oh that's very weird very, you, know, very you ever weird. just say like someone in your family just look at them and be like hey boner 
And then they're like, <laughs> and that's it. That's the extent of the joke. That's where I'm at. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's where I'm at in my life. It's, so. it's still funny. Yeah, that's right. It's good, clean fun, right? Well, maybe, yeah, maybe not. I don't know. Let's keep going. Uh, Brad Marchand goes uh, after Soros. Then Alex Tuck. Alex Tuck's a player who is, I think, really underrated this season. Um, I think that's a great pick for for Nick here. I think Tuck is getting faded a little bit, but I, I dug into him a little bit. His floor is crazy solid. Um, you know, he's got decent perifs as well, and he's he's a staple on that top line, top power play. So um, I think it's a great pick there. Um, and then Hedman goes afterwards. That's another good pick. I actually like Hedman over Sergachev this year. That's one going to be one of my hot takes. I mean, it's a, you know, it's a toss up really, <laughs> but it's, it's I think fair. Yeah. I, I mean, like Hedman's got a peripheral floor too. You don't know where they're going to go with this power play. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. like it could be that they put them right back up there. We don't know why they took them off. Like, uh, we, we, there's a lot of theories, but we don't actually mm-hmm. know. So it could be he was struggling with an injury and they were just trying to to limit his minutes. And now that he's healthy, they put him right back on there again. Ooh. Okay. Zach Hyman goes after Hedman. Evander Kane. They took a gander at Evander in the fifth round. Evander Kane in a points league. I'm not so interested in that. Um, shout out to Evander Kane. Creamy Beefers is up. I think I got to go with the center here. And someone I have my eye on, Nico Heischer of the New Jersey Devils. I like this man. I like the way New Jersey plays. I want a piece of that top six for sure. And um, one thing about Heischer that I love, and this is something I've been getting into or trying to dabble into ever since I talked with uh, Corey Schneider there, Josh, is like these micro stats. Yeah. Um, transition play, rushes, zone entries, uh, zone entries with chances. And Nico Heischer shows the hell out when it comes to th- those statistics. So um, th- he's just creating offense really well. He's a young guy. That top six in Jersey is insane. So I like, I like the Devils. I mean, that's not a hot take. But I don't know. What, what's your thought on Heischer here? Yeah, uh, that's a great spot for Heischer. I think uh, I think point per game is probably his floor. He's going to play on the top power play. Um, New Jersey's just going to keep getting better. So I I, I like uh, uh, I'm surprised he fell this far. To be honest. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I don't know what I'm going to do here. So after I took Heischer, Vasilevsky goes in the fifth round. That's that's pretty nice. I mean, it's so weird to see these guys going going that late, right? Like Vasilevsky and Shesterkin were like perennial first year first round guys. I'm so glad they're not anymore. But Vasi in the fifth seems like that that's that's kind of nice value. I wouldn't do it, but it's kind of <laughs> it's good value. And he takes Nuge after that, which I actually think is a really good pick at that spot because we know he's going to regress, but he's going to regress from a hundred point season. So what does yeah. that look like? 70 with insane power play points? Like, that's pretty damn good in the sixth round. Oh, my God. I got to do stuff. Um, You know what? There's a guy I've been really wanting, and I think I'm going to take a ride. Cole Caulfield. Boom. Yeah, I like I Caulfield. Yeah. I, I Obviously, his his uh, advanced metrics show out the, what we like here at Apples and Genos. And I've got him for over 40 goals next season. I mean, not a lot of assists. But, uh, you know, over 40 goals with ceiling for more. It's a ton of ice time there, and I think that power play is going to be a lot better. So, yeah, I got me some Cole Caulfield. Not too bad. There yeah, you go. I don't know. Dual eligible. He's he's uh, he's going to shoot the lights out. I mean, not much to hate about Cole Caulfield. He's going to get tons of minutes too. Going to play on the top power play. Him and Suzuki have good chemistry. Doesn't really matter who they're going to play with on the other side. Um, I I love Cole Caulfield here, even though he's a Montreal Canadian, a stinky hab. <laughs> uh, I, I'm a big fan of of uh, of taking Cole Caulfield around this this range of the draft for sure. 
Absolutely, buddy. Six round. Um, Jordan Cairo goes after that. Another guy that's that's kind of fading a little bit in drafts, but he's he's very much like Caulfield to me. Like this yeah. guy got 37 gold last year. Bang. Like on a really crappy team. So I think he's he's good to go. It's just another year of development there for Cairo. 100%. 100%. I'm with I'm with Cairo for sure. Georgiev next. There's some goalies Georgie. going. These guys don't listen to the podcast. You know, I remember when I first started listening to Apples and Genos, and I was like, okay, that's a nice idea, you know. But then, like, anytime I would do a, a draft with anyone from Apples and Genos, I would take all the goalies, like, right yeah. off the start, thinking I was being all cute, all smart, and like, or yeah. yeah, yeah, thinking that you're gaming the system because you're you're getting these guys at slightly, uh, I don't know, yeah, like slightly better, better value than exactly, exactly. But it, yeah, I don't know. You're you're just playing right into the right into the zero G people's hands. This is the way. All right. Zero G is the way, everybody. Come on. You gotta get on board. All right. It's uncomfortable at first, but you know, it's like a band-aid. You just rip it off. Um, Philip Forsberg goes next after Georgie, and then Carter Verhage, the even strength warrior. Bang. I, I like Carter Verhage a lot. Like um, again, his advanced metrics show out the guy's shots and goal per 60 ridiculous. His conversion is insane. And it's mostly at even strength. Like if he, I love guys that, that perform this well at even strength, because what happens if they get boosted to power play one, or there's an injury, right? like I see him on power play two this year, but if there's an injury, he's going to power play one and this guy's a beauty. Yeah. So yeah, I really like for I like the, the Panthers in general. hundred percent. Oh, can Pietrangelo goes to get your fill up connect me to raging Booner. I like that pick here. Uh, he was kind of a guy I was tossing around with my next pick. So thanks for the snipe there, Booner. Dingus. Dingus. Uh, what are your thoughts here? You got two picks. What are you thinking? I do have, okay, well, I'm just gonna, I guess they can't hear me right now. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about Connor Bedard is an interesting conversation uh, we're late in the sixth round. I think this is where I'm going to try and take a swing on Bedard if he doesn't get taken here by Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces always... Oh, Matt Boldy. Okay, I'm going to go Bedard here. Uh, 11th pick in the sixth round. I, I just feel like his ceiling is so high. There is potential for uh, maybe even a point-per-game rookie season from Connor Bedard. And at this point in the draft, I, it's just I, you just can't go wrong with that. I, I I mean, maybe you can. Maybe maybe this is a huge mistake, but uh, he's not unlike a typical rookie. Yeah, no, I love the pick. It's a fun pick as well. But I, I mean, 70 to 80 points. I think that's where we're going. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter. He, he's going to get all the minutes. He you know, he is him. And I think he's he's you know he's a lock for the the Calder if he stays healthy, um, you know. And who knows what what uh, who else is going to come come out of the woodworks there in Chicago? Like Lucas Michael could have a better season, you know. Uh, Taylor Hall is probably like Nate and I had a good conversation about him, kind of a resurgence probably this season, you know, getting yeah. more minutes. Anyways, yeah. you're back up here. What, where where are you going? Oh man, so I was going to go Adrian Kempe, but he goes off the board here to Craiger. Nice pick, Craig. Um, do I go D again? Uh, this is the thing is is a little bit later than this is where probably next round, there's a whole bunch of really great defensemen that go. So I'm wondering if I should reach for one. I don't have any right wingers and that could pose a problem later. Um, but uh, you know what? I'm going to go with Noah Dobson here. I'm going to reach a little bit. 
I really like Noah Dobson. His underlying stats blew me away last year, actually. Um, He could be, if he wasn't playing in New York on the island, I, I feel like he would be close to one of the best defensemen on the power play in the league. Um, he just has such yeah. uh, such a high impact on that power play. It's it's ridiculous. So um, not a guy that gets talked about a ton, but I really like Noah Dobson. Yeah, at pick seventy five, bang, that's major value for Dobson. I think he could be he he could be like one of the better power play defensemen in the league, like based like I said on the metrics. And I think with a full season of Bo Horvat there, Barzell's healthy again, like their power play is going to be better. Um, I like Dobson a lot. That's a guy I'm trying to target, and I never get. That seems yeah. like a lot of hundred percent out there. It's like, damn it, I, I you know because I want to I don't I want to get him at value, but just a little bit of value, you know, and it's just not happening. I have to reach if I if I want to get him. So. There's there's a few. You guys that I have um, been a big fan of, and I keep thinking that I can wait to get them, and I've realized that I need to reach for some of them in order I to know. get my guy, and that's he's one of them for sure. It, it's hard when you're drafting with apples and genos people, right? Or just any smart yeah, fantasy just competitive like, leagues. Yeah, the, yeah. like uh, there's a lot of really good players out there, so um, yeah, a lot of a lot of like-minded people. Absolutely. They must be in that Apples and Geno's Discord. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. That's right. Hop on in there to get all of the best insight possible and have the best, just the best discussions about fantasy hockey. That's how we get better. We get better together. Am I right, Blake? Nice. Allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Okay, I'll give you a recap here. The seventh round, Kempe Dobson goes to Josh. Jonathan Huberto to Reese's Pieces. Great pick. I was looking at him. I was hoping that he would come back to me. He's going to be major value in drafts this year. Even Huberto in round seven, buddy, no. He's going to get like, I think he's going to get 25 to 30 power play points. He'll probably be back up around 80 points with decent perifs too. He hits. Brent Burns goes after that. Patrick Line to the moon, man. Uh, Dylan Larkin and Malkin go. Both good picks at that point in the draft. Malkin at round seven. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love that he's he's not fading as much. Like he's not getting disrespected as much as he did last year. And watch, he's gonna get injured like third game in for like you know half the season. So um, but yeah. I got him in like the 10th round in the tier dynasty, which I found was it was crazy. I felt like that was insane value. It's a 16 yeah, team league. Uh, but I, I don't know if it's the age thing that people were scared of, but I was, I'm just like, I'm trying to get promoted here. I don't give a fuck yeah. what, yeah, uh, totally. how old people are. <laughs> I'm getting, it, I'm getting I a love... point per game guy at that, at that spot. Oh, damn. That is a, that is a full snipe. I was going Ehlers, buddy. Optic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. I wanted my boy Nikolaj. I don't like this. All right. Oh, I'm freaking rattled now. That, that, that show uh, ain't no good. <laughs> I'll let you think here, Blake. We, we had, so after Malkin, uh, Sam Reinhardt went, Charlie McAvoy, uh, and then of course Nikolaj, Nikolai Ehlers. Nikolaj. So what do you think, Blake? Where where are you uh, going right. here? All right. Well, I'm going to go with Je- uh, Jesper Bratt. Uh, this is not my ideal, but I mean, I think he has some room to improve on his 73 point season over the last couple. Again, top six in Jersey. I'm loving that all day. So I got Heisher and Bratt. Eh, that's not too bad, but damn, I really thought I had a, a good shot there at Nikolaj. So I don't like that. <laughs> Oh, oh, well, I sniped Rich, all right? Rich is saying, no, Brat, buddy. Yes, Brat, all right? (laughs) Brat Pack right here, all right? That's right. Oh, God. I hate those. All right, let's see. 
after I took uh, Jesper Bratt, Latang goes March or so after that, and then I'm back up, and I think I got to get more D, all right? Giggity! But I don't know what I want to do. I want some more power play business, and I'm looking at my boy, Jacob Chikrin. Yeah. Get him my life, buddy. Great call. Um, I like Chikrin's for power play one in Ottawa. I mean, I, it's, it's a toss-up, though. I mean, it could be Thomas Shabbat, but I think – you know, when you got a, a, a guy with a power play acumen as Chikrin has, you got to get him on the top power play, right? Shabbat can do so many other things and eat those even strength minutes and power play too. So I'm really hoping Chikrin gets that spot. Yeah, I think even if he's not uh, the power play one quarterback, that's still a good spot for, for Chikrin here. Um, his ADP is in the hundreds, but he's another guy. He's, he's another guy on my list. Uh, of guys that I really like that I don't end up getting and I've had to reach for. So him and Dobson are like my favorite two guys right in this range. There's another guy. I'm not going to say who it is yet because I don't want to give it away. There's another guy that goes pretty late uh, that I'm a huge fan of and I'm a big fan going into this year. Um, But I'm not going to talk about him yet. We'll see what happens. Speaking of like, how's your, your oh Nichuskin, buddy? That's a great pick. I I love getting Nichuskin. He's dropping like a like a stone here in drafts. Definitely. Do you see that picture of Nichuskin like by some car and he's got like two like M16s or something like just holding it? Like this guy, what is he doing? Um, I don't know. Man. You know, like obviously what happened in the playoffs? Okay, where there's smoke, there's fire. Something shady happened there, my man. And now he's got like this picture with a gun in a car. Like very strange. I don't know. Very, very strange, but. You know, after pick 100, Nechuskin's my boy. I don't care. You can have two guns, my man. Just, just you know, make sure they're not loaded. And just show up to the game, all right? Because I love Nechuskin. He's going to get power play one there in Colorado. It's a great pick. Um, usually, I give him after 100. So, um, so after my chicken, it went Pavelski, Nechuskin, and then Mark Scheifele just got picked. Hi, Mark. Um, great pick. We don't know where he's going to be this season. So, And then Ottinger goes after that. You know, I was going to say with your zero G have, do you, cause something I like to do is I, I get antsy. So at round 10, I'm like, I got to get somebody, right? Cause this is my first year kind of going full zero G Sorokin in round eight. Oh my God. That, that's, that's pretty good. I, I don't know. Um, uh, but yeah, how late are you taking goalies here for your zero G? Pretty late, man. Uh, maybe too late. Uh, I, I feel like, uh, in the dynasty leagues that I'm in, I, I think I waited too long. Um, getting guys, I think in the one I got Bobrovsky in the ninth round, but I believe that, but that was an 18 team league. So it was pretty late. Like there weren't a ton yeah, of, yeah. ton of volume starters left. Uh, and then I believe I got Merzlikens in the other one, uh, in the 11th or 12th. But again, that's like, like in, in a league like this, in a 12 team league, that's more like the 14th, 15th round. So that's, that's, yeah. uh, that's pretty late. I also, another guy that, another guy that I've been looking at um in terms of a zero g option is anton forsberg um Mm. i don't think that this guy is i mean i think corpus salo is probably the 1a in ottawa and we'll probably get a lion's share of the starts but like if he falters like they still have forsberg they trust him Um, i know Mm -hmm. he's coming back from from a big injury i think he tore his mcl in both legs or sprained it or something like that so I mean, that's that's tough, but I, I mean, he's a guy that I think you can get basically at the end of your draft, um, and I think there could be some value there. Okay, here we go. So I'm back on the clock. Um, I have zero right wingers, so I think I'm going to have to go right wing here. Um, my, I mean, based on who's left, I think I'm going to go Tyler to Foley. Uh, I, 
have not been drafting a lot of New Jersey Devils, not because I don't like them. Uh, I'm a big fan of New Jersey and their top six going forward this year. Uh, I just find that people have been been sniping them. Yep. Yeah. What, what's your, what do you think to Foley this year? What, what, what do you want to project for him there? What do you think? Oh, that's a good question. I wish that I uh, had a little more Intel on that. It, 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 I mean, it depends on where he plays. Like, I don't, I don't know that he's going to get top power play. Um, I, I would guess 65 to 70 points, um, like similar to what he had this year, maybe a little bit less um, just because he was such, I mean, he was kind of, the only guy going in Calgary. So I think uh, they were, they were deferring to him quite a bit. So, okay. I'm, I'm curious your thoughts about this. Drake Batherson, Craig drafted him uh, at the turn here. What are you feeling about Batherson? Are you drafting him at all? Because if he is not found guilty, he's a f- fantastic pick and like, is going to be a huge value pick this year. But if he is, he's not going to play. So like, I know. I, I'm finding myself fading him like pretty hard. I, I faded him last year and I'll probably fade him again this year. I, I'm and even off ice stuff aside, I'm not convinced he gets power play one right off the bat. I think it's his, but with, with uh, Tarasenko there, they could just as easily go him. Right. Yeah. So I, I, and you know, with the off ice stuff on top of that, like Batheson's a guy I'm, I'm sort of steering clear from in a cats league. I'm looking at him a little harder. Right. But in a points league, no, I'm not into it. Um, bang. Okay. So Batherson goes, Martin Natchez goes, and then you took Pavel Buchnevich. Tell me about that pick, my man. So I, I'll talk about that. And then I'll talk about the next pick. Pavel Buchnevich. Um, I like him a lot this year. I think St. Louis um, is, I mean, I don't know that they're going to be better, but they still have all those offensive weapons. He'll probably play with Cairo. He's going to definitely play with Cairo on the power play. Uh, Buchnevich yeah. is a really efficient player. Um, he just struggles to stay healthy. So at this range, I feel like uh, he is has close to point per game potential. And honestly, like it, it, a point per game pace is kind of expected from him uh, for the mm-hmm. most part. So I, I like him here. The next pick, Reese's Pieces took Seth Jones. And that's the guy I was talking about, about a defenseman that has been going really late that I'm a big fan of. Um, I feel like people are fading him way too hard. I think he's going to be huge in Chicago this year. I think their power play is actually probably going to be pretty good. Um, and he's going to quarterback that. He's going to play a ton of minutes. He gets tons of peripherals. Um, and he has more people to play with. So he's he's going to be, uh, he's he's going to have a higher point total this year than he did last year. And, and he was no slouch last year either. Oh, come on. The, the people keep sniping the professor from me. I want Mike Matheson, damn it. They know, oh, man. God. They know. This is the problem. This is the problem with uh, with having your voice out there talking about your strategy and talking about your boys. People are sniping you. I think Raging Booner is is taunting you with his name. Yeah, he. Yeah, you know what? That's and that's hurtful. All right, you know. But I'm gonna be all right. But you know, it's gonna take a little while. So some, you know, I got to workshop that in therapy. Oh God, Mike Matheson, that that stinks. Um, yeah, great pick there at at pick 105. I love Mike Matheson this season. I've I've got him ranked higher than others, but I mean his floor to me is super solid. That power play is going to be much better in Montreal. I think I have him for like 53 points or something with yeah. like really awesome perifs, right? And and again, Seth Jones, another one. Vince Dunn, another one. Like power play one defenseman later on. Nate has talked about this, and I absolutely agree. These are guys that can just 
just help you steal your 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 league, right? Like yep. get these power play one guys later on. Um, so I like in this round here, those three guys, boom. Linus Allmark goes right before me. All right, I'm ticked off, so I got to just go out and pick up my boy, Troy Terry. All right, nice. I feel good about this. Troy Terry in a points league, I know, uh, like, again, this is another guy I'm higher than higher on than others, but I, I like him for 70 to 80 points. He's the power play guy there. So, um, yeah, he just does a lot of things. He And in a in a points league, Troy Terry, no problem. Like, I've been picking him in, in Cats leagues, too, just because I'm Oh, God. All right. Uh, Zuccarello goes, then Jared McCann. Oh, man. Do I need to look at goalies? No, there's a ton of goalies left. All right. I'm going to leave that, and I'm still going to get the biz here. But now now I'm a bit rattled. All right. I, I don't um, mean to pressure you to to uh, to not pick a goalie because I know I know that you're, you're a big 10th round goalie guy. Oh, yeah. But I – yeah, for me – okay, well, you know what I got to do? I got to take Vinny Tro. That's, 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 just, that's just solid right there. I got to take Vinny Tro. I wouldn't feel good about myself otherwise. Um, you know, I'm not hitting a goalie every 10th round, but it's at the 10th round where I'm looking at the goalies and I'm going, okay, um, who's going to be available that I like? And there's still a ton. Yeah. So like these guys all have goalies, right? I don't think they're going to be taking goalies. So some of these guys can get back to me. That's something that I like to do is just look at, at the board here and see what's going on. Like these guys just pick goalies. They're not going to pick another one. These guys got these. I doubt they're going to pick another one so early. So we'll see. And I know Josh isn't picking one. So, so we're good there. <laughs> yeah, no, not this guy. Well, see, did Craiger take one? No, he's going zero G two. Yeah. So we'll see what's up. We, we're representing here at the Apples and Genos crew. Thank you, Craiger, for your service. <laughs> All right, that's nice. Um, so let's recap here. We haven't been recapping, but you know, whatever. We're doing our best. All right, come on. It's hard. Um, Morgan Riley it next is. Uh, after your Vinny Tro pick. Uh, Morgan Riley in the tenth round, I think, is really nice. He's been getting faded really hard this year. Drew Doughty's a guy that I was going to go for next. So thanks a lot, Rich. Uh, he goes next. I think people are there's there's kind of a D run going on right now. This is this is the time. Uh, where all those ADPs are kind of like kind of bottleneck for defensemen. Um, so a lot of defense uh, tends to go like right around like the eighth, ninth, tenth, tenth round. Um, so that's why I like going early. Totally makes total sense. Ooh. All right. This man listens to the A&G uh, podcast here. Owen Tippett, after he took Mike Matheson, I'm calling him Ibby Kafoda. All right. Ibby Kafoda. <laughs> You're doing well, son. All right. Congratulations to you. Um, but yeah, I wanted to ask you about uh, Morgan Riley and the Klingon John Klingberg. Who's getting PP1 there in Toronto, buddy? Yeah, I mean, I think I think they're going to stick with Riley to start. Um, I think there's definitely... Uh, you're definitely probably going to see Klingberg at some point uh, playing uh, on PP1. But I, I don't think they... I don't think they slot him in there right away. Like, the, the Leafs had the second best power play in the league last year. Um, People forget that. And Morgan Riley was on it. I mean, there were times he was injured for a good chunk of the year, but like he showed up in the playoffs so hard and uh, like was arguably, I think, their best player um, in the in the playoffs. And I just don't think that punting him off of PP1 is really the right way to go, even if you have a guy that's as offensively talented as as John Klingberg. 
All right. Well, two picks to you. Um, so I'll give this a recap while you're thinking of your pick here. So it's gone. Jared McCann. I took Vinny Tro, Morgan Riley, Drew Doughty in the 10th round. Owen Tippett, Elias Lindholm, Trevor Zegras, Jacob Truba, Rasmus Anderson, Aaron Ekblad. So big time D run. And now it's up to Josh. What are you doing? my guy? Wow, man. So this is hard. Um, there's a lot of defensemen. Oh boy. Um, a lot of defensemen <laughs> here. Uh, we've got... Uh, a few guys joel erickson eck is an interesting guy he pl- usually plays on power play one in minnesota and i think they're gonna be pretty good has some cadre still on the board brock nelson i know you love brock nelson uh, <laughs> uh brock nelson legitimately actually i i might even go brock nelson here i, I i'm finding myself picking him up uh ar- around this range and sometimes even later actually I, you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna fade him a little bit I'm going to okay, fade him. Right. Yeah. See what happens. Get him on the way back. Yeah, there you go. I'm going to go. Oh, I, actually, I'm going Dylan Cousins. I got to get someone Love on that, that Buffalo power play. Um, and I'm, I'm going to take Dylan Cousins here for one of my skater spots. Love it. Yeah, Cousins is going to be great this year. I, I mean, you know, he, he his metrics are decent and he's on that top power play. So that's excellent. And plus he's getting paid. Right. Like, yeah, uh, you know, when you got a contract like that, every year is another year, every game to just develop, get more minutes. I think his ice time could go up, you know, marginally. And uh, yeah, his power play is going to be going to be killer. It's a great pick at in the 10th round. My God. All right. So now Thomas Shabbat and Ricard Raquel went at the turn to Craig. I think I'm going to go with Nikki Schmaltz, another power play one guy. Try eligible. Yeah. If he stays healthy, he's probably a 70-point guy. I like him in Arizona. I like Arizona in general this year. Yeah. Um, they're yeah. way more fantasy-relevant and just have way more players that could make an impact there this year. Um, so, But Nicky Schmaltz, he's been oh. my guy for quite a few years now. Oh, no. Your boy, Kuzi. I thought I could get him. They're taking all my boys. Not my precious. I wanted Kuzmego there. Damn it. Uh, he's going to be great in a points league. Um, Nick Schmaltz, great pick in a points league. I forget about that man because I fade him so much in cats leagues. Like this, yeah. you know, yeah, he's 70 points for sure. But I mean, that's not a guarantee and on a bad team. So, but you know, in a points league, love that. He's not going anywhere on power play one. And he, you know, he's, the their line is is cooking right now keller's gonna i think do even better this season so oh god let's recap okay thomas shabbat went nick schmaltz to josh joel erickson eck a reese's pieces t- takes a ride there yeah he's he's getting buku power play minutes yep. i just did a projection on him the other day he, he plays like three minutes and 30 seconds on the top power play there so yeah he's good to go that's a good power play so it's a great pick Big Koozie, I think he's good for 68 points. That's what I projected him out. So in the 11th round, 68 points, lovely. Uh, Justin Falk, nice pick. Devin Taves, uh, Nate, I was, it was an interesting conversation. Nate is, is big on Devin Taves this year. He's got him for over 50 points. Again, I got him for a little bit less. Um, I think I have him for less than 46 or whatever it was there. I don't know. Where are you at with Devin Taves? He's, uh, he's hard to predict because, I mean, he, he he's going to play 5v5 with, with, uh, with Makar. So... I think just by just by osmosis there, you're gonna get you're gonna get some points. Yeah. And and I think uh he seems to be there if Makar is to go down, he he seems to be their next guy up on the power play, unless they decide to go mm-hmm. bold Byram this year. But um yeah, I don't know. Wow, Brusque, Lekinen, Josh Norris, oh, Tyler Bertuzzi, a lot of a lot of big value names here in the eleventh round going off the board. I was looking at Norris there. That ticks me off. Oh, God. 
just getting rattled again. I still need a D, but I don't know. Let's let's see what we can do here. I think there's still some value to be had out here. Um, 38 seconds. All right. You know what? You know what? I'm just taking a look at my cue here. Oh, God. That stinks. Um, all right. I'm going to take Matty Barzell. That's it. Barzell, you're on my team. Thank you for your service. Um, again, this guy's getting faded like crazy. Dual eligibility, I love that. Um, yeah. And plus, I, you know, if we're saying Dobson's going to be better, Barzell's going to be better, right? And I think he'll go to the right wing there with Bo Horvat. Boom. Okay, it's time to take a goalie. Vanacek went. Pavel Zaka went. I'm taking my boy. I've been taking this guy religiously. Philip the Thrillip Gustafson. Let's go. <laughs> I like this pick a lot in the 12th round. I'm taking my first goalie, and I'm happy about it. I mean, he's a 1A there in Minnesota, but the starts he does get, I think, are going to be elite in terms of, of the statistics that he brings. So I'll probably be looking at more of a, a more of a workhorse-type goalie for my second pick. But I like Philip Gustafson, and then, you know, if he if he really takes the reins there in Minnesota, blast-off time, buddy. I'm loving this, man. What, what do you think? What do you think about Gus? Yeah, Gus is great. Um, he had a fantastic year last year. Yeah, I think 60-40 is probably the way they're going to go. Um, maybe closer to the end of the year. Well, into the playoffs, I think he'll probably be their guy. Um, but yeah, it should be interesting going forward. I, I think uh, once Flurry inevitably retires, um, a Gustafson-Wallstead tandem is going to be interesting. It'll it, it'll be interesting to see how that goes and who, who takes the reins eventually because Wallstead's such a highly touted goaltender. Um, I was talking to uh, Victor Nuno and he he just mentioned uh, off the cuff that Minnesota is holding like, you know, a crazy amount of dead cap, like paying off uh, yep. some players. I think it's like 14 mil. Yep. So they're, they're right up against it. That's insane. Mm-hmm. That's cap hell right there. Yeah, that's so why they haven't that, really that, been able to do anything uh, in the off seasons or, or even at the trade deadline. They haven't been able to upgrade. They're a good team. It's just. Yeah, they they've got that the Ryan Suter and Zach Parise buyouts that are just like destroying them, and uh, it's a, it's unfortunate because I think they would be they could be a contender potentially if they were able to add like another piece or two. All right, let's see what's up. So I'll give a little recap here while Josh is looking at his picks. So Pavel Zaka went first pick of the twelfth round. I took Philip Gustafson and Gus. We trust. Then Tom Wilson goes next. Uh, Anze Kopitar, again, just Mr. Dependable, right, in the 12th round. I think he's good for like 65, 70 points again. Then Ilya Samsonite, Samsonov went after that. Bo Horvat, get the hell out of my sight after that. And Tarasenko, seventh pick in the 12th round, major value. Major value there. I like that. And then, oh, Raging Booner is going crazy on the D. That's a weird sentence, but he took uh, Mackenzie Weger there. <laughs> And then uh, two picks till you're up, Josh. What are you thinking? I'm feeling uh, so. I still have a D spot left after all of my talk about about going heavy D early in the draft. I got my got three three big PP one quarterbacks. Now there's two guys that I'm looking at that I'm kind of tossing around. One of them is Gustav Forsling, who is a five v five god. Uh, in terms of in terms of shot production and and just points in general, I think he's gonna get a shot at PP one to start the year with Ekblad and um, and uh, Montour, Montour not being ready to go to start the year. So that should be interesting to see what happens there. I've been picking him pretty late in drafts, 
So I think I am going to go Forsling here. The other guy that I was thinking about was Sean Dursey. Um, I think he's going to get PP1 at least to start in Arizona. That's what it's sounding like. Um, so I don't know. Maybe I get him after the turn as well. We'll see what Craiger does here. But uh, I, I mean, there's a there... shot uh, production for that guy. Shot generation for Forsling is elite. Yeah. Uh, at even strength. Like you got to love that from a demon. He's one of the best. Yeah. Yeah, de- definitely a guy that's overlooked and a guy that I've been I've been targeting late as a as a sleeper this year. I think I think he may pop. Well, yeah, and a nice pick, like especially with Florida's injury situation going into the year. Yeah, right? like even if those guys are back, they're probably not one hundred percent. So why not trot Forsling out there? The guy's a stud. And also, if the power play is cooking with him as their quarterback, like maybe they just keep it rolling. You know what I mean? Like they've, they, yeah. he's never really got a good run at PP one. So, so you never know. There could be this untapped potential that we don't know about. And it seems like based on the underlying numbers, it wouldn't be that big of a stretch. So Corpus Salo goes to Craiger at pick 12. He caves and takes a goalie. I still, are you still winning? Are you still winning the, the, I, the goaltender? I, I, uh, Reese's pieces has not taken a goalie. Oh, and he is right now the only one. Here. Uh, he might be the only one, actually. Ibik Fota. Oh no, he took he took Samsonov. So I think we might be the last two. Yeah, oh, we're no, the Nick last Stosser two. As well. Oh no, he got a Ottinger. Yep, there we go. So I'm gonna keep the zero G chicken going. I'm gonna go Sean Dursey here. Shore up my Love defense. It. There we go, Sean Dursey. I I'm a big fan of Dursey. Um. I haven't been able to get him late. I, I've been fading him a little bit, a little bit harder than I probably should. But uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm a big fan of him going forward. Tristan Jari goes next to Reese's Pieces, so I win the zero G chicken. <laughs> we have a wiener. <laughs> Tristan Jari in the thirteenth round. My God, that's an amazing zero G pick. Uh, pick. You know, I like him better than Corpusalo there. Um, you know, I, I do like Corpusalo, Craig. So. You know, you know, it's a great pick. Um, but Jari, I mean, with with EK sixty five there in Pittsburgh, like I, you know, their window's still open. I think Jari, he's 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 sometimes boomer bust like during the game, but he's going to get a ton of starts. You know, I think um, it's a great pick there. Barbashev goes after, and then Brock Nelson, the grumpiest man on earth. Yep. Cheer up, my man. All right, that that show ain't no good. And then Brandon the Bagel Hagel. What do you think about Hagel? What do you think about Hagel here in the, uh, after his signing? Um, I haven't talked too much about that, but uh, do you like Hagel and Tampa there? I think I do. Like I, I, I think the fact that they've signed him for so long and for such big money uh, means they really believe in him. So I, I mean, he's he's got to be PP one, right? Like he's got to be that fourth forward there. There's not really, not really a lot of other options um, other than. Yeah, no, like he's he's a guy on PP1. So um, it's just a matter of whether or not they want to split up that top line or load up the top line or or, or put him with Kucherov and, and point. And if that's the case, then I'm I'm huge on Brandon Hagel. Like could be could be 70 point guy this year, 60 to 70 points. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens there. But they seem to really like him. So uh, I think I would be investing in Brandon Hagel in any league. That's not a cap league. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like Tampa better when they put Stamkos on the second line there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've, I've had some conversations about this, but last season he played most of his time, even strength, with Braden Point and Kucherov, which seems like a plum spot, right? Yeah. But I just think that they're, they're – oh, damn it. This guy sniped me twice. Yeah. Um, like hard. But Byram is who I was looking at here. Oh, man. 
This guy, Rich, buddy, you're, you're getting, you know what? We're punting you right out of the A&G Discord, all right? Book it. All right, Josh, back me up on this. <laughs> yeah, you're gone, buddy. <laughs> you're gone, all right? Can't be that's, sniping. That's Can't be sniping uh, Blake like that. No, snipe the hell out of me. All right, well, you know, that's showing no good. I think, oh, damn. Um, I'm looking at, I like Jamie Ben at this point. 155. I like Jamie Ben for yeah, the power play four, right? Uh, but I also like Nazem Kadri. Like I, I'm, uh, and they aren't. They're not t- two guys that are on my my list here either. But Jamie Ben at 155. That's starting to look like value to me. Yeah. Oh God. But he's gonna fall off eventually. Damn it. 28 seconds. You know what? I'm gonna take Ben for the dual eligibility. Um, yeah. I think that's okay. Let's do that. Um, you know, I think. Maybe not 30 power play points, but 20, 20 to 25. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Those two are probably a wash, honestly. Like, So I think Jamie Ben. there's Kadri. Kadri goes uh, at the turn there to Kingslayer. Kadri and Hartman, Ryan Hartman. Oh, oh sheesh. Okay. Um, you know what? I got to look at D here. This that pisses me off so much. Uh, you know what? I had I read a really interesting interview with um, Brady Kachuk the other day. He was saying that Jake Sanderson is the, the most underrated player on their team and is so valuable to what they're doing over there. Yeah. I just not that it's going to really change his fantasy value this year, but I just like to hear stuff like that. Yeah. It gives perspective to what's going on in the team. Like this guy could be a beauty in a couple of years. Jake Sanderson. Hundred percent. That's the player I'm I'm looking at this year. It's definitely in in dynasty leagues. Oh my god, pick this man up. Yeah. If their left side wasn't so. Uh, wasn't so stacked. I think he he would have a lot more potential this year. Um, but yeah, that's all I'm hearing about Sanderson is that he could. Oh, you take Shane Goss's spare. I love Goss's spare late in the draft. I know, I know. Yeah, just Byram though. Damn it, I I do. I think that Cider will get power play one, but I think it's like a real short leash and it could be like a 55%, 45% situation there yeah, with Goss's spare being able to take over at any point. Like if you bring a player like Goss's spare in it makes sense to put them on power play one. They did it last year getting cider off the power play one. So I don't know. I think at this point in the draft, it's nice. He's going to get some power play time and some, some power play points there, but I wanted Byram. Damn it. Yeah. I don't think you can go wrong with Goss spare here in the, in the 14th round. Um, he's probably the best guy out there, to be honest, like looking at, at the names that are left. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely, Definitely the biggest fan of of Goss's Barry. Hampus Lindholm goes next to Optic Yammy. Um, <laughs> Dylan Strom to Richie Rich. What do you think of Dylan Strom, man? I, I I'm I just do not draft this guy. Yeah, and it's not he's for any reason. No, no. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you, man. Sometimes there's players like that. Like he's kind of a no thought to me, right? Like third liner. I mean, I don't know. Does he get Does he get run on the top two lines? Um, you know, he's not getting power play one. So I don't know. It's like third liner with power play two. What the hell are we doing here? Yeah. Um, you know, if he gets up on the top top two lines, then okay, that's nice. But um, I'm not too interested other than that. Boone Jenner. Okay. You know what? That's fine. You can snipe Boone Jenner from me in a points league in the 14th round. I, I think Jenner's good for 55 points this year. I always like I did my projection on him. And granted, with him, I probably like reached a little bit on some of the numbers. <laughs> yeah, two hundred. I'll just I'll just put that out there now. You know, look at my projections. Boone Jenner got a little bit of love. He got the Blake bump here, all right. <laughs> but I had him for two hundred fifty shots, one hundred hits, and one hundred blocks. Bang, one hundred blocks. It, it, well, he was he was on pace for it. 
Yeah. He was on pace for that. So, um, yeah, anyways, I love Boone Jenner. I'm not going to talk about that man anymore. But uh, you think about your your picks here. So, yep. 14th round. Uh, sorry, you're up. I'll let you talk through your pick, and then I'll give a recap of the round here. So, I'm going to go goalie here. Um, now that I won the 0G chicken, it's time to pick a volume <laughs> starter. There's still quite a few. We got Gibson, Carter Hart, who I'm not really stoked about because, I, I, I mean, there's trade rumors. There's allegation rumors. Yep. Uh, Carl Vamelka is here, Sergei Bobrovsky, Billy Huso, Elvis Merzlikens, Thompson, Bennington. I'm going to go Jacob Markstrom. I think he's going to have a bounce back oh, here. Buddy. Um, I think the 14th round for Jacob Markstrom is really strong. Darcy Kemper went right before Markstrom, which is yeah, uh, crazy. That's a great pick in the 14th round for Reese's Pieces. So he gets the Pittsburgh-Washington goalie tandem. And then Bobrovsky goes to Kreger. At the turn, but he got a goalie I, I run going Markstrom. on. Yeah, I love Markstrom for zero G this year. He's a volume starter. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we got. I, I don't think Vladar is going to take his minutes. I think it's going to be you know probably Dustin Wolf if if Markstrom starts fading right. But um, he's going to get sixty starts, I think, and he can't be as bad as he was last year. And plus, Calgary was such a good environment for um, for goalies. He just played like crap. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Uh, now I'm back up Luke Hughes at the turn along with Bobrovsky for Krager. Um, I'm going to go. So Vamelka is an interesting choice because I think Arizona is going to be better this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just a little wary of him. He's going to get a ton of saves though. Oh, that's tough. Yep. Uh, Philip Grubauer is another guy that I like, but you know what? I'm going to go Vamelka. I'm just going to go for it. Carol Vamelka, I have not drafted him at all in any of my drafts yet, but I'm just feeling, I'm feeling Vamelka right now. I don't know. I feel it. Feeling, feeling froggy. Yeah, there you go. The veggie boy. <laughs> and then Tony D'Angelo goes right after. Um, Aiden Hill goes uh, the fourth pick of the 15th round to no regretskis. Buddy, you won't regret that pick. All right. That, that's interesting there in Vegas. I think both those guys are good zero G options, but we don't know who's going to get the starts. Yeah, that's, that's Who do interesting. You think? Ah, man, I don't know. I, I felt myself, I, I, I felt, I feel like Aiden Hill has been going considerably before Logan Thompson. And I'm not sure that that's the right play. Uh, right. I know he got the contract, but I mean, Thompson was the guy uh, it, during the regular season last year. It may be a 50-50 split. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, it's interesting. But how would you go from a guy that basically won the cup for you or helped was yeah. a big factor in winning the cup for you and be like, okay, you're, you're back on the bench, buddy. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I no, you're right. Him and I, I don't know. I might go, I might go Hill to start, but like with, again, like a short leash, like could be like a true 50, 50 kind of situation in there. So I think you'd probably want to handcuff if you're going to take those guys. Yep. Okay. All right. We got, uh, Keandre Miller. Matthias Ekholm, Adam Larson, Max Pacioretty, great pick in the 15th round, in my opinion. Tori Krug, Jake Sanderson. It's like they were listening to us. Um, <laughs> and now you're back up, Blake. There's a huge D run here in the 15th round. Tons oh my of D going off the board. Tons of D. Um, you know what? Why the hell is Nick Suzuki still here? I don't like yeah. this man, but, you know, why is he still yeah. here? This makes no sense. Um, I feel like I have to take him. Um, do I have the room here? My, uh, I can't do this right now. Um, yeah, I feel like I got to take Nick Suzuki. It yeah. just makes sense. Um, so I'm going to do that. That's absolutely the right pick. Now, you, 
Now you have the Suzuki Caulfield stack, which I really like, especially if you don't have to pay a ton for Suzuki. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I'm a big fan of of that for you. Yeah, I like that. Um, Maddie Duchesne goes next. Is that Duchesne again? Um, yeah, he goes next. I don't really like Duchesne this year at all. I think it's a great move for Dallas to pick him up, uh, yeah. you know, in real life. But I don't think fantasy wise, we're going to be giving a crap unless somebody gets injured. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yep. My thoughts there, but the dual eligibility is nice, actually. Um, oh, my God. I got to think about what I'm doing here. I got to get my second goalie. What the hell am I doing? All right. That's that's enough of that. All right. Let me let me look at this. Hell. So, yeah, there's quite a few goalies still left on the board here. Um, it, it depends on what you want, man. Do you want a volume starter on a shitty team or do you want uh, a guy that may not get as many starts on a team that's maybe yeah. a little bit better? I know I want I want a volume starter, but I don't think I'm going to get one. <laughs> so, like, none that I'm really excited about. So, I think, you know, someone I've been actually pretty high on and not because of any other reason besides the team he plays for? Phoenix Copley. Yeah. I'm going to go Phoenix Copley here uh, as my second goalie. Um, you know, I just think it's the, his only competition is Cam Talbot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm not real confident in that either. I think I think it's Copley's crease right now. It could be a 60-40 as well. But um, L.A., in terms of their goalie environment, it's ridiculous. They're, they're a very good defensive team. Yeah. And, you know, now they've got PLD in there, who I think is probably going to help that situation as well. I just – I like L.A. as a team. And so – when I pick goalies, I'm looking at the team environment and their defensive team. Oh, Husa was there. Oh, okay. That that's act that might be a little bit of a miss <laughs> on my part. I probably should have taken Billy Huso there, but I, I for some reason I wasn't seeing that. Yeah, I think I think I would have liked Huso better there. But that's fine. I'm taking Copley. I'm taking a ride with Copley. I feel good about it. Devin Levi went next to Nick Saucer. What do you think about Levi? I'm not confident that yeah. he's gonna start it's- with the team. And he's just been going swing, around right? this range. And, and I, I just don't think that I'm willing to, to bet on that, especially not yet. Yeah. I mean, it, at this point, you're, you're fine. You're in zero G territory. So if he doesn't get the start, you just kick him to the curb and you pick somebody else up. But I mean, it, the upside's there. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's a great team. And if he gets run there, but they have three goalies. Right. You yeah. know, I, I, I don't know. And Uka Pekka is, is pretty good himself. Right. He, he, he established himself last year. So um, we'll continue talking about that. Let's talk about your pick here. You're up after uh, Raymond Velarde, Jarvis and Manji Apani went. Who you take? Yeah, this is tough. So um, I, I'm going to go back to forward here. Uh, I need some more wingers. There are quite a few interesting I mean, I could I could go flow like like a safe floor, or I could go for a swing. And we've got Alex Kalorn sitting here, dual eligible. That I think is going to get a really good opportunity in Anaheim. Anaheim also has the most off nights of anyone, so yep. that's definitely yep. a factor here. I think I'm going to go Alex Kalorn at this point. So boom, there he is, locked in. And oh man, there's 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 a few other options here that I, I I do kind of like. And again, it's it's a situation where do I want to say floor or do I want to to go for a home run shot? Mm-hmm. So there's Lucas Reichel sitting here with left wing eligibility. I think he's probably going to play with Bedard. He's probably going to play on the top power play. I have a lot of people projecting him to score a lot of points this year. But 
I mean, he's a rookie too. Like he's barely played any games in the NHL. So, so it's hard to know. Yep. I, but at this point in the draft, like that's, that's when you get, that's when you try and go for these home runs. So, yeah. And then you, but then you've also, you've also got David Perron sitting here who's probably going to play on power play one in Detroit. So yeah, it's safe floor or a bit of a swing. Yeah, that's, a, that's tough. And I, but I feel like Perron's floor is probably where about where Reichel ends up. I think I'm going to go Perron. I'm going to go Perron here. Um, he's dual eligible as well. So that is definitely gives me a little more flexibility. So I got a couple of old guys, Kalorn and Perron here. Um, and then we just got just got one pick left. I guess you got you have two left. I have one more. Oh, we're loving it. Yeah. Okay. So we got some good picks here in the 17th round. Uh, first off, uh, the last pick of the 16th was Wyatt Johnston went to Craiger. It's a great pick. He's in the top six there in Dallas. Uh, he had a, a nice season there. Kent Johnson with his next pick, uh, which is a player I'm excited about too. I mean, his metrics don't really show out, but he's a talented guy and he's in the top six there in Columbus with access to some decent players. So, you know, he should play with Fantilli. Right. So Ken yep. Johnson Fantilli, I like that. Um, and we'll see. And he'll get power play two for the most part. So those are two nice picks. You took Perron, which I think is the right pick there. Um, you know, a safe pick. And he's he's gonna that they got uh to bring it on the power play now. So yep. I think you know his ceiling goes up a little bit or his floor goes up a little bit, right? Robert Thomas, his name was Robert Thomas. Um, yeah, he goes, that's a great pick there in the 17th round. Buddy, shoot the puck. What what's wrong with this man? I don't know, um, man. Him him and Matthias Michelli. Can you just pass the puck into the net? Yeah. All right. Pass it to the other team's goalie hard. All right. Let's try there. Um, Ryan O'Reilly goes next. I'm not too stoked on him at all. And then Booner, that raging Booner, took up uh, Patty Kane. And then oh, Cam York. What do you think of Cam York? Give me your thoughts on him because he's a guy I've been targeting late in drafts. Yeah, I think that's a great pick. Uh, in in. Uh, late in drafts because I I think he's probably going to be their power play one quarterback in Philly and honestly I I Philly with the, with the people returning from injury they got Cam Atkinson coming back they got Kachuria coming back they got Owen Tippett who I think is probably going to pop this year I mean they're looking a little bit more deep on offense like I don't yeah. I don't know that there's there's like real uh high level top tier talent there, but their top six is pretty solid. Um, So I, I, man, I, I like Cam York this late just because of the opportunity, but he is definitely the, he is definitely the last power play quarterback that I want (laughs) in the league for sure. (laughs) Cause he doesn't really shoot the puck much. Um, I mean, it's still a pretty small sample size for him. We don't we don't really know what to expect, but yeah, like he's he last year he shot less than a shot per game, um, playing nineteen thirty nine time on ice. Doesn't have a lot of peripheral, like yeah, his peripheral floor is not high. Like he doesn't really hit and block very much. So, but yeah, I mean, if he's playing on power play one, like I I'm definitely in on that for sure. Yeah, it's a hard season to judge last season because he's, you know, Provorov was moved out, um, which didn't really affect him. But Tony D'Angelo gets moved out as well. Yeah. Right. So those are players that will definitely affect his deployment. So I think I've got him for over 20 minutes, you know, uh, deployed next season. So that should be good. And then that's a freaking snipe. Oh, he took the power glove. Ah, God, it's a 
it's horrible. These, these, these guys are just, just mean people. Um, all right. Well, no, that's, that's, that's not, that show ain't no good. <laughs> Damn it. I really wanted that player. All right. Okay. Now I'm, now I'm rattled. You know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to start, uh, um, just, just picking randomly. That, that pisses me off. All right. I'm going to take Brock Besser. Um, I do think he's going to have a better season. Uh, you know, he's going to, he should get the moonlight on power play one, definitely power play two. Um, I, I, Besser's had a lot going on in, uh, you know, the past here with off ice stuff, uh, personal stuff, injuries, and he's finally healthy coming back into the season. I think he could definitely have a bounce back. He actually requested, he went to um, the general manager here in Vancouver and was like, please don't trade me. You know, he went oh, to wow. like, don't trade me. Yeah. And they didn't. And so I think I'm, I'm kind of excited about him into the season here. I don't, I, Oh, and power. That's who I wanted. Damn it. All right. You know what? I'm going to, I got to take a look here. Oh man. This is I, rough. Oh, I got old. it. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. You, you go for it. Go for it. Kalen Addison oh, with nice. my last. Okay. I, I don't see who else is going to be, unless it's Jared Spurgeon, right? Um, they might go Jared Spurgeon on the top power play, but I don't think they will. I think Kalen Addison, another year older, right? Obviously, they didn't trust him. They gave him sheltered minutes last year. But even if they do that again, he still got over three minutes on the power play, right, in Minnesota last yeah. season. So um, if that happens again, I think we're looking at 20 power play points minimum. And uh, that's what I like out of my last pick there. I did want a defenseman, but, um, you know, I would wish I had Owen Power. I, I would have liked that a little better. Anyways, what were you saying? That's an excellent last pick of the draft, by the way. I think that's 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 great, and and maybe yeah, him and him and Cam York are probably a toss up for for my uh, my last power play one quarterback of uh, in the league that I I would like on my team. But but that being said, they are power play quarterbacks nonetheless. So that's 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 what I would like. I, I, I definitely like it. those picks. Uh, Tara Vinen and Olafson went at the turn to Kingslayer. Olafson is not a guy that I've seen drafted very much. So that's an interesting mm-hmm. take. I, 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 I wonder if, if uh, Kingslayer is, is uh, banking on him potentially getting on power play one as that fourth forward. Cause he did play there off and on last year. Um, I don't know. We'll see. He's, he's a real interesting guy. Uh, real he, efficient a good shooter. Source of goals that's late. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he could get 20, 20 25 goals, and yeah, and that would that wouldn't you know I wouldn't bat an eye at that. Just doesn't do a whole lot else. That's the only problem. But uh, and that's that's why he doesn't play very high in the lineup typically. So yeah, he's an, he's yep. an, he's interesting though for sure. Uh, Riley Smith just went. Jared Spurgeon went uh, to Ibikbota. Lucas Reichel did go to Rich. Bennington goes in the last round of the draft. That's crazy. Um, then we've oh, got no. Jason Zucker. And and again, Evgeny <laughs> Svechnikov. I don't know if that's a joke. Maybe no That might be a joke pick. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I imagine so. But I'm going to go with Ross Colton. He's still here. The second yeah. last pick of the draft. I got to go with Ross Colton. The A&G staple. I got to get one of those guys on my team. He's dual eligible. Uh, and I like him a lot in this spot. I love that. Yeah. What do you think Colton's going to be doing this year? Just points wise. Um, I, I, I mean, I could see 55 points. Um, and then with the, with the peripheral floor, uh, I, I, I like, uh, I like his shots. I like his hits. Probably going to have a career high in, in, uh, in shots and hits, uh, just cause I think he's probably going to get the best time on ice of his, of his career so far. Uh, Colorado so interesting because, They've had so many injuries, uh, 
year after year to to guys in the top six that like I I mean as soon as one of those guys goes down he's right in there so I I, yeah. I mean I'm a I'm a big fan of Ross Colton here um, and no matter where he plays uh, in that top six he's going to be playing with premium players and and better players than he was playing with in Tampa because they were honestly incredibly healthy last year so he didn't really get a chance to to move up the lineup. And then with the last yeah. pick of the draft, Krager takes Adam Fantilli, which I really like that as a as a late round swing. Um, I think he's gonna he's gonna have an interesting season in in Columbus for sure. I think he's good to go. Um, again, when I was talking with Victor Nuno, one thing they do there over on their their podcast is he gets like beat writers in for each team. Yes, and so when. Uh, but also, even that doesn't even make any sense because he talked to this guy. He talked to the GM of the the Blue Jackets at the draft, oh, okay. and basically uh, said like, "Yeah, we're not bringing if if he makes a team, we're not bringing him in to like toil away on the bottom six. Like he's gonna get, yeah, he's gonna get some top six minutes, right? So we could be looking at sixteen minute Adam Fantilli with you know decent players and some power play time. You know, maybe he moonlights on power play one as well. Maybe hopefully not this year, my man. Don't kick Boone Jenner off power play one. Right? <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's the draft there. I mean, uh, that this this seemed pretty good. Like you can tell, uh, you know, we've we've obviously done a lot of drafts, Josh. But uh, you can just tell the the acumen of of uh, the fantasy managers here. Like there there was no real stinky picks. I didn't see nope. anything. There was a couple early that were like questionable, but not in not a question not questionable. And like, what the hell are you thinking? Like it's no. kind of like, oh, I wouldn't have done that. But like. Um, just a just a good overall draft, I think. All right. Well, looking at your team, why don't you run down your team for me and tell me kind of what you like and what you don't like? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I got Nate McKinnon, Dougie Hamilton, Evan Bouchard, John Tavares, Johnny Gaudreau, Connor Bedard, Noah Dobson, Tyler Toffoli, Pavel Bucinavich, Dylan Cousins, Nick Schmaltz, Gustav Forsling, Sean Dersey, Jacob Markstrom. Carl Vamelka, Alex Kalorn, David Peronic, Ross Colton. Honestly, man, I'm pretty happy about this team. Yeah. There's not a lot that I don't like. I I'm I'm pretty happy that I ended up going with um dual eligible players uh late in the draft. Um and guys, honestly, like there's there's quite a few guys that I have here that uh um that play on a lot of off nights. New Jersey has a ton of off nights, so so uh, I've got Hamilton and Toffoli there. Anaheim has the most in the league. So Kalorn is, is a decent pick there. Colorado has quite a few. Ross Colton uh, and Nate McKinnon even. Chicago has a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So Bedard's a good pick there. I, I mean, I'm pretty pretty happy with the flexibility of this team. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, maybe maybe I'm just too much up my own ass, but... I kind of like that. I kind of like my team. There's not a lot to not like here. <laughs> there's a couple. Yeah, there's a couple really good picks. I think I, I like Evan Bouchard in the third in a points league. I actually yeah. really like that. I think that's a you know that could be a real slam dunk for you there. Um, and I like Bedard in the sixth. I think that is that's some of the late. That's the latest Bedard I've seen in a little while. And yeah. I think he's going to be good to go. We're looking at 20 power play points and over most likely. I think probably 70 to 80 points in the yeah. sixth round. Like he's going to get all the deployment. So Mm -hmm. I love that pick. And uh, I love Jacob Markstrom. He's probably my favorite zero G target this season, right? Because he's just going crazy late. I mean, you got him in the fourth at the end of the 14th round. Mm -hmm. Jacob Markstrom, he's he was, you know, he's one season removed from a Vezina uh, nomination. 
Yeah. Okay. Like mm-hmm. you don't forget how to t- t- uh, be a goaltender, right? Something was obviously going on in Calgary. And I think, you know, that like getting Daryl Sutter, Sutter out of there is going to help the situation. I've talked about that at, at length, but yeah, Markstrom, love that player. Let's go over to the creamy beefers and see what the <laughs> hell's going on. All right. So I got Robertson in my first pick, then I uh, picked up Yossi and Carlson. I, I love that actually in a points league. Yeah. Like Carlson is not a guy I'm, I'm targeting in any way, but in a points league bang like i don't care if they take his minutes away like yeah he's going to regress like you know 25 percent regression we're still looking at 70 points damn yeah. it uh, and that's at the end of the third round so i love that um panarin in the fourth value uh nico he i love that cole caulfield in the sixth jesper bratt in the seventh jacob chikrin is a, a player i'm very interested in we talked about that and then troy terry i love him in a points league in the ninth round buddy Get my life. Vincent Trocek, you know I had to have him. Matty Barzell after that. And then I took my first goalie in the 12th round with Philip Gustafson. Um, I, I just like that player. I like the situation there in Minnesota. And I, like I said, I, he might not get the most starts out of all those guys. Like maybe that even went after him. Like I had a question on on the YouTube uh, video last time. I was like, why'd you take Gustafson over, you know, Skinner and, and uh, Vanacek and uh, Olmark and you know all these. Other. I was like, I just, I just trust the goalie. I trust his metrics. I trust the situation there in Minnesota. So yeah, he won't get as many starts. I don't think as some of those other guys. But I, I think that the starts when he is in net, we're going to get elite statistics. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows, right? Like uh, the flower, Mark Andre Fleury is like thirty eight years old. Mm-hmm. Like they might want to just like really, really take it back. Like make him a true backup. Like what if we get a Sorokin situation with Gustafson this year, where he actually plays sixty games? Yep. Bang. You know, that could be a league winner right there in the 12th round, in my opinion. So I like that. I like Philip Gustafson. I've got him pretty much everywhere. So that makes me a little scared, actually. Why am I getting Philip Gustafson on every team? <laughs> People are yeah. like, what the hell is this guy doing? I know. Yeah. I, I, the same way I have Mers Leakins on a lot of teams, and that scares the right. shit out of me. Because I'm buddy. able to get him late because he was so bad last year. But I'm just like, it's same with Markstrom. It's like, can he really be that bad again? And Columbus has really improved too. That's the thing is like defensively, they really shored things up um, getting Provorov and Severson. So, and then I mean, getting, getting uh, yeah, Mike Babcock. Yeah. Just having a, having a solid system um, in place. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens there, but like he doesn't have really anyone competing for starts with him either. So so he's a guy that I've been liking uh, to pick up there. But again, it's terrifying me. Yeah. Because <laughs> Why am I getting him at every time? Exactly. Am I so smart or am I so out of touch? Am I like, just galaxy braining this yeah. shit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out. I, I, I'm with you, buddy. I like Merz Lickens. I think, you know, Babcock is going to bring a lot of value there to that team structure. Obviously, he's an elite coach. He's just a ding dong. But, uh, you know, hopefully yeah. he's gotten a little better uh, at that, right? And uh, Merz Lickens is going to be a beneficiary of that, I think. So I love that uh, zero G pick as well. Um, after Gustafson, I got Jamie Ben, I think, at value. And I like his floor with the power yeah. play points. Shane Gostas Bear. Yeah, um, you know, I think 20 power play points probably in, in the range of outcomes there for Gosses Bear, whether he's power play one or two. Nick Suzuki in the 15th round, we had to do it. All right, yep. I got Suzuki on my team. Thank you, my man, for your service. Then I picked up Phoenix Copley in the 16th. Brock Besser is a homer pick in the 17th round, but, I, you know, I like it. I think he's good for 30 goals. And then Kalen Addison, uh, glad he was around uh, with my last pick of the draft because I think if he's in the lineup, he's getting power play one, and he's getting a ton of it with, with those beauties on Minnesota. So, 
yeah, um, that's that's really it for the draft. Are there any picks that you saw that, uh, just from anyone put you on the spot here? But anything that you saw where it's kind of like ah, I don't know or oh wow, that was a really good pick. Oh man, that's a good that's a good question. Uh, I'd have to take a quick look here again. Um, nothing really stood out to me. It, it went about the way that I would I would would have expected it to go. Like I don't think there was any like holy shit like this guy went way too high or this guy went way too low or or that i mean there were a few guys that got faded a little further than i would have i would have thought like looking at the late rounds um we've got guys like i mean man logan couture is is uh is a guy that yeah. gets picked in the last round all the time and he's a guy that just is like steady eddie like almost 70 points every year yeah. um so he's 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 interesting I, yeah, I don't know. 60 points for Couture, probably again, 30 and yeah. 30 guy. That's yeah. That's what he's going to do. No totally. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of just his thing. It doesn't really matter who he plays with. <clears throat> he hasn't been a top-line guy in a long time. Matty Beneers uh, mm-hmm. in round 14, <clears throat> I think, is a really nice pick. Yep. I think Seattle's yep. still going to be strong this year. Um, so that's who who uh, Nick Saucer got uh, got Matty Beneers in the 14th round. So So that's pretty nice, too. Dawson Mercer in the 13th is also a really nice pick. Krager. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, it's like pretty, pretty unsurprising the way that this draft played out. It's a uh, very, a very similar to it, to the, to a lot of the drafts that I have uh, that I've done so far. Yeah. I, I get so much value out of drafting with really smart people. Cause I've been doing a bunch of mocks on Yahoo and it's just, it's just clown season there. You know what I mean? You, you yeah. pick a team and you're like, how the hell, like this makes no sense. You know, you're getting like Valerie Nichuskin at like pick 180 or something like, yeah. what, what the hell? This makes or, no sense. Or Matthews at 10. <laughs> what, yeah. Isn't his like X rank what? like 11? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah it, fucking it, it, crazy. Even, it doesn't make a bit of sense. So, um, you know, th- but this is good stuff. Um, but yeah, Josh, thank you so much for doing this with me. It's so much more fun to have a person here to kind of go through the teams. So, um, you know, well done to you, my man. Absolutely. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Let's let's do it again. Buddy, we definitely will. Um, I want to do another one of these, uh, maybe one, maybe two more. We'll see. We'll see what the engagement's like. But thank you so much, everybody, for uh, checking this out on YouTube. Um, we got like uh, uh, over 700 views on the first one. So that's excellent. I uh, really appreciate that. And uh, yeah, we'll be releasing this next week. This was good times. But that's it. We're going to be doing, I got uh, with Cream of the Crop, I got a couple more ADP battles locked and loaded. Plus, I'm going to do my top 10 goalies, uh, which really is not going to count for a hill of beans. All right. Because I don't even analyze goalies. But, you know, we're going to do that anyway. Uh, you know, Nate and I have a, a episode planned where we're going to have a special guest and kind of really target some zero G uh, guys here and see what's what. Okay. But that's all for today, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Celebrate your day. Bye for now. A rational explanation is hardly necessary.